0: we are back kansas city what's going on this is the snap tackle and pod podcast catching on it's catching on i practiced it for a week to get it out some mental sweeping the nation, mental gymnastics, not mental gymnastics, but verbal gymnastics to get it out. And uh, I think we got it out. Welcome to it with Dion Cliso of PrepsKC.com. I am Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. We are here to talk any and all high school football in and around Kansas City. It was a good week one. Uh, yeah, real good week one. Competitive, uh, maybe more competitive week one than we thought.
1: Yeah, you know, there's some, some good upsets. Uh, not really upsets, but some games that I, you know, I lost on the picks. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But uh, good teams that you thought were going to be good played well um and and some teams that uh, people got off to a slow start seemed like almost yeah. everywhere across the metro uh, but then things got going and, and you could kind of see teams that were breaking in new quarterbacks and things like that they probably got off to a little slower start than they wanted but just an outstanding week of, of football there's some good games out there and, you know liberty north beating lee summit north i think out of the box is one of those that's really good and uh, greg jones when he's got time to prepare he's got he can get he can get a team ready pretty good and so uh, that's a that's a big win for Liberty North. They moved in the rankings this this week, the first time ever in Class Six. I I think they sniffed Class Five a couple times, um, and then of course they made it to the semifinals in Class Four in like their second year. So. They definitely have um, a chance to do do some good things this year, but they got a tough schedule. Uh, playing in that suburban red is a little easier than the gold, but th- that's yeah. a good win for them right out of the right at the gate.
0: All right, coming up on the Snap Tackle and Pod podcast, we'll be talking about uh, Kansas Jamborees. That's what they did last week when they weren't playing official football games. We'll talk about that decision in a couple of a uh, couple of those games. I was I was at one. I was taking one in. Uh, plus, the Kansas Big Three for this week as the Sunflower State gets underway with their Week One, the Missouri Big Three as well for the. Uh, Uh, show-me side of the state, and then a couple of those big upsets and bigger games on the Missouri side last week. You mentioned it, that the, the, the biggest upset has to be Lee Summit North. So much hype going into the Broncos season, so much expected of them. Uh, after what they did last year, and did they lay an egg against Liberty North, or is uh, are the Eagles a team to be reckoned with?
1: Well, I think Liberty North, some people thought they were maybe a year away, but they've got a senior quarterback. Um, they've got two, three good running backs, and they jumped out to a lead, and they did a good job of just kind of maintaining that lead. They gave up the, you know, got the lead first, and then Keon Mosey ran back a kick for a touchdown, and that kind of, you know, got them going again, and Liberty North just kind of answered that and kept going and made a big stop at the end of that game to win 23-21, and that's really a t- testament to how they came out ready to play. Not saying Lee Summit North didn't, but uh, Lee Summit North, for the first time, really kind of having that mantle of expectation. I think a lot of people thought they'd be good last year, and they were. And they won some big games. Of course, the win at Blue Springs, the first time they'd ever beaten them. Uh, but now this year, there, there's expectations on Lee Summit North. And um, you know people are talking about Keon Mosey as a Simone Award finalist. And so you know that, that's a different mentality. It's a different mindset. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're going to you know go 2-8 and eight this year. Uh, but you know, I think that they're definitely um, ready for the fact that when they roll into town, everybody's going to be ready for them.
0: Speaking of a team that went two and eight last year, maybe even worse, one and nine, I believe, or one and eight was their record. Raytown South, whatever they did, they yeah. laid an egg in 2018. They come out and they shut out Fort Osage <laughs> and get a win in week one.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, one for for Raytown South. It's a huge win for them. And Nick Atkins, their coach, they've got a really big senior class. Um, they were pretty young last year, and they and these guys have kind of taken a big step forward. In Raytown South, they've struggled more than they have the last couple of years, and last year was a one and nine, which they hadn't had in a long time. And so, this was a good sign for them to get this win over Fort Osage. Fort Osage, new quarterback, a lot of new players, um, still have good skill position players. Mm-hmm. Talked to a few people around the program; they just felt like they did not come out and handle anything well that night. Didn't look good. Didn't handle their business. And and Raytown South got the score, hung around, played defense. And gotta go in. And that's you know, that's a big turning point for Raytown South as they kind of trying to get their um, program turned around and back to where they were, you know, a few years ago when mm-hmm. they were they went into a class five state championship, you know, eleven years ago game and lost. Uh, but they were even when they were in Class 5, they were getting into the quarterfinals and things yeah. like that and, and and competing for district titles in Class 4.
0: Uh, yeah, they they have been the class of Raytown for, for a lot of years, but now it's now it's the Blue Jays. It's Raytown. Yes. Joe Campbell uh, had a nice debut, and uh, Raytown got over the hump and beat uh, Blue Springs South
1: Yeah, Blue Springs South came out and, and really played well in the first half and, and kind of dominated that game. And then Raytown got off to a slow start and then came back and won that game 23, 20, two 23-21 games in the Suburban Conference on Friday night. And yeah. uh, Campbell, you know, that's, that's one one of those things that, that Raytown has struggled with is the, you know, coming off a big season or coming off of expectations. Like, you know, last year they beat Blue Spring South 35-34, and then they'll go and lose 14-7 to Oak Park. I don't think that's going to happen this week. I think that they're a little bit more focused on how they how they rallied in the second half of that game. And Joe Campbell did it with his feet. I mean, he was he was rushing all over the place and had a couple touchdowns. And he's a big physical kid in terms of, of his, his size. He maybe's probably about six foot, but, I mean, he is big and strong. And physical and he had a quote and it was our quote of the week. He basically said, I like it when I have to make a play every yeah. play. I mean I, you know and he he, did he, he, here's dude, the too. thing. The kid I will say this. The kid talks and he backs it up. And I and I I don't have a I don't have a problem with a kid who, who will say something if they are willing to take it on when it doesn't go their way, and you know he's a good quote, which we all like mm-hmm. that. But you know he he said, "I want to make a play every play." You know, well, I have to make a play every play, so that he did, and they then they got that win. And uh-huh. I think Blue Springs South show that they're going to be a little bit better than people think. Now it's going to be hard for them to show that because their league and their schedule is so tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Blue Springs uh, obviously gets an easy win as well over uh, William Case, uh, William Chrisman, and uh, and so yeah, it could be uh, could be another. Good year out there. of The the, uh, the triumvirate. I guess maybe the four or five teams that kind of leapfrog every year as to who's the best, the Rockers and the two Blue Springs and maybe throw at least some at West in there and, and big class on this side. Who's who's going to be the best of that bunch, you think?
1: Well, I think we're going to find out a lot this week. Because Rockers, Rockers had a good win. Rockers had a very good win over a Rockbridge team that's got a lot of talent. And they want they get used to, no matter who they're playing, a, a three-point or a two-point, a 16-14, 17-14, 14-10. Type of game, you know, I always feel like they're going to get a field goal in there because they always seem to have a pretty mm-hmm. good kicker, and they they really put a lot of time in their special teams. That's how they're going to win. You're going to think, oh wow, they're just barely beating teams, but that's their style, and that's how they're going to win. You know, Blue Springs, you know, throws up, you know, thirty some points against William Crisman. They're not going to throw up thirty some points against Rockers this week. It, it, I expect it to look a lot like it did that Rockbridge game, and and to go on the road to a Rockbridge team that beat them last year with a couple big plays says a lot about how they came out and that senior class came out focused and ready to go.
0: Uh, they did. You're listening to Snap, Tackle, and Pod with Dion Clisseau, Preps KC, and Mick Schaefer of 41 Action News. How was the first week uh, logistically with uh, the new pairing, the new partnership between our uh, our employers, I guess it's. You you run, Preps Casey. <laughs> you, you're your own boss. I envy that. But uh, but yeah, first first Friday night.
1: Yeah, it was great. We you know we provided the Blue Springs South and Raytown highlights for you all, and, and uh, we got some highlights from you guys. And a great partnership. We had the ticker on there on Friday night, and uh, I know that uh, maybe the sports time on Friday got eaten up a little bit. Something about the Royals Damn, and a billion dollars. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just a billion dollars. Who's got, and we all got a billion dollars. We all could have bought the Royals if we wanted to now. So that, that, that definitely was the lead story. Um, but no, a good week this week will be coming when you got all the Kansas games joining in. And, and uh, we, the podcast was fun last week. And we got a text message from one Sam Kenopic, who may be a future guest. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the Pembroke Let's Hill lunch. He, he, uh, he said he really liked the podcast. He was podcasts. listening, right? Well, he yeah. was at a game. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he said, you know, it's a, we have at least one fan. We know <laughs> we have one fan and Sam Kenopic from Pembroke Hill So that was you know the, the first week is good um, it's always good from a technical standpoint even though we've done this for 10 years um, bringing on a new partner and, and having a ticker and and yeah. you know doing those things you also have a, a cable partner with spectrum and 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 all the things we do technically just in terms of our scoreboard running you you, you know if you've noticed our, our website is all brand new so you don't know necessarily I mean it should work fine but yeah. it, it's the first week is always is always uh, is nerve-wracking to a certain extent and and everything went really smoothly and as I joked with you before we started all the teams really uh took mercy on us as we were trying to put the scores in because they all got off the slow starts there was a there's a bunch of like seven six half times yeah and that's and that's you know sometimes you get out there and it's 30 to nothing in the second quarter and you're just going you know some of these games are going crazy early on but now some some really good close contests some pretty good blowouts out there as well and um some teams really look good in the first week i mean i think odessa looked good against st pius they went 42 to nothing against them and st pius is young um, but no some 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 teams really showed up that you think are gonna be good and they played well.
0: Um, yeah, no it's uh it's it's funny. I mean the Chiefs, Chiefs.com, they just pay attention to one team. At Press dot com <laughs> you've got triple digits to to corral and keep track of. Yeah, about a so.
1: hundred and thirty or so and so it ends up being about between 65 on the low end and about 76 or yeah. 77, depending on how they're matching up. When they get in the conference, the number of games goes down a little bit because they're all playing each other.
0: It's funny because I'm at games on Friday nights, and a lot of times somebody's wondering, hey, what's St. James doing right now? Or what, what, what's the Bishop B.A.'s Aquinas score? And I get on my phone, I get on the app, and I said, this is it right now. Well, how do you know right away? I'm like, it's Preps KC, okay? Get the
1: app. It's one of those things that when we started this 10 years ago, we thought we could do it. We thought we could do it, and we figured out how we did it. We started with people texting us scores updating at one point it was my phone that was just going nonstop stop with text. <laughs> yeah um and then we got some other technology and then people have gone to twitter so that we've got people who you know tweet out results there and we also luckily we have the digital scout system that we partner with and um, we had 18 games live and about 20 total uh, people did you know either stats live or, or after the game Uh, And that's, I mean, that's when you're looking for like play by play and, you know, Mm -hmm. how many, how many yards did Joe Campbell got on the ground (laughs) midway through the third quarter. The funny thing about that is, is I'm, I'm testing that on Thursday night, making sure it's looking good. Everything's good to go. I'm, I'm doing a game and I, I fell prey to uh, what I always give my partner a hard time about uh, Brian Johnson's department, my business partner with Preps KC and. Uh, he'll always be out at a Blue Springs game or at least I'm at West game. And I'd be like, it's not up to, you know, the scoreboard's not updating as fast as it's going. I'm like the, the scoreboard and the live stats are not designed for you to be live at real time. Right. <laughs> there is a delay and Thursday night I was doing it and I'm putting in all the information on the digital scout. So I'm testing the game and, I'm waiting. I'm like, oh, "What's going on? What's going on?" About 2 minutes later, it all popped in. I'm like, "Oh, that's right because I have yeah. to go to like three servers."
0: <laughs> We're not quite like no. the ESPN yet that has the score alert right little yes. yes. show up on the uh, on the bottom line. It, it's instantaneous. But they're getting it. give give Dion another 10 years. Yeah, I, fully I tell you that.
1: The, the, the digital scout technology and and what we have with our proprietary scoreboard is is uh, you know it's still a little manual. Um, we've got people who are entering scores, but you know over time that can you know there's there's ways of making that automated. But it's really fun, um, and it and it really even though I don't necessarily get out to physically see a bunch of games during the year. Yeah, um, I see a lot of highlights uh, yeah. <laughs> and to see a lot of I feel like film good there, and and I see how the scores go. In fact, my niece uh, who has been do, putting in scores for us for about seven years now. She could tell she I I tell a lot of football coaches I was like, she knows who's good and who's not. So When you're having a bad year and you've been good in the past, she's gonna she knows because she's putting your scores in every week and who you're struggling with when you maybe shouldn't be.
0: She'll know if it's like a, <laughs> a really good team facing a really bad team yeah. and the scores flip flop. She's probably gonna know. Okay, no, that should be uh, yes. Blue Springs with 42 and uh, Holy Mary Mother of Nothing zero. <laughs> okay, not not the other way around. And she,
1: I mean, you know, and there's some teams that didn't haven't won games in a long time when Work was playing 11 man football when they yeah. finally broke through and got a win after losing five or six in a row. She's like, it, I remember she, every week she. Like I just feel bad for those kids. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So Kansas slowly but surely is uh, expanding coaches' access um, to to players during the summer and letting their football coaches and coaches of other sports actually be in contact with their players more <laughs> and more. Again, slowly but surely. And now we have uh, jamborees in Kansas. Is this the first year for those?
1: Yeah, first year for the jamborees in Kansas. And um, you know we. On, on my radio show, we talked with Joel Appleby from Mill Valley. He was hosting one, oh. and he said that you know the, the the worry is there's a lot of people on the Missouri side who have backed away due to injury. Um, I think that they're not as physical as they used to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember in 2011, Connor Harris was starting quarterback went on to Lindenwood and set the NCAA record yeah. for tackles, running over some poor Truman yeah. defensive back instead of going out of bounds in a jamboree. It's like it's a little less than that now. And Joel told us that they the four coaches met and really went over exactly what they wanted to do and more controlled scrimmage type thing. And I think that even though it took Kansas a long time, I think they've kind of they've started at a good time because – the idea of what you have to do to be ready to play is different now than even what it was when we mm-hmm. started 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, it is, and for the most part, it was it was four-team jamborees yeah. around the state, not just in the Kansas City area, and not just big schools or small schools out west, central, north, all, that, all over the place that, that got to do this, and I was at the Mill Valley one, and it was basically you get 36 plays. Your defense gets 36 plays. Your offense gets 30, 36 plays, and so it's 12 and 12, and then they have some, they do JV, and then you're Rotate. So first it's Mill Valley and Olay you know, the West. Then uh, it's on the other side of the field, it's Bishop Miege and um, Shiny Mission East. And then you, you rotate that's after a, that for a, about two and a half hours.
1: There's, I mean, a, late, a semifinalist, a quarterfinalist. Yeah. A quarter finalist and a state, and state champion, chan- yeah. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh that's a real good point. And uh I think uh I think there's good things ahead for all four of those teams um this year. So that was a good thing. But uh Kansas finally does start up the bus this week. You've got your your Remax Kansas big three out on PrepsKC.com. And really, a no-brainer, I guess. Blue Valley North <laughs> at Bishop Miege yeah. to start things off this year. North obviously loses Graham Mertz, but they have a good guy coming up at quarterback as well. Yeah,
1: Henry Martin is his name. And when Mertz was out for a game last year, he had five touchdowns and 300 yards passing. As a freshman, right? As a freshman, yeah. I mean, they've got a great system in terms of of what they do, enabling guys to be successful right Andy off of the bat. doing, and their coaching staff does a fantastic job. But here's a, I mean, here's a kid who who got to stand behind a kid, learn behind a kid who is everything you'd want to learn behind on how to go through and and prepare and do everything you need to do. I mean, kind of like an Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes situation. He got one year to be with Graham Mertz, and now he's going out and had the whole summer. You know, Mies just got Bryson Cobbins, Daniel Jackson back. And Cobbins, it feels like he's been – because he started since he was a freshman, it yeah. feels like he's like thirty and been here for ten years. I, I mean, I feel like he was in the I first. Heard,
0: <laughs> somebody said they had like like fourteen D one recruits. Guys, uh, D1 yeah, guys, D one teams probably, recruiting yeah. fourteen of their kids. Yeah, which probably is like, crazy.
1: including like the FCS and people like that. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, D one. You know. Yeah, but the the one thing with it will be interesting is you know they they always have to replace some guys on their line, and they they've had a really good center like the last four years. Uh, from Grunhard to um, I think it's was Burns was his name after that, and so the, they really had some good guys there. And, and if they can, if they can kind of solve their offensive line and get that going, I think they're they're definitely the favorite in four A. Blue Valley North, they're going to be a work in progress for a little bit because they've they've got to make they've got to find the weapons mm-hmm. around uh, Martin. Um, I know they don't have a ton of linemen. That's kind of why they. Chuck and duck and, mm-hmm. and get rid of the ball real quick. Defensively, they're going to be tested. Uh, I mean, they didn't win this game last year and they still won a state championship game. I mean, so it's, it, uh, you know, Miage is probably easily the favorite in this game, but I think it's a fun one, right? Right to start the season the last few years to have these two. I mean, last year was two state champions going at it in yeah. week one. Yeah, it was,
0: uh, <laughs> what, Blue Valley North last year finished third in the EKL yeah. in the state championship game in you Kansas know, the, 6A.
1: The year that they won it, and I'm, I'd love to sit here and act like myself, and then Ryan Wallace, who does some work for us, he also works for uh, Go Power Cat. We were about halfway through that season and were like, like they were in fourth place in their league. Blue Valley North was, and I was like, you know what? I said they may screw around and win the whole thing. Yeah. They're good enough to go. I, I mean, and that's year, what they did. <laughs>
0: so, I think. I think that year, Mill Valley was, it was the same thing. It was sixteen. Uh, Mill Valley won in sixteen. They got fourth in the league Yeah, <laughs> they had four losses. Yeah, I mean that's. That. I mean yeah, Mill
1: Valley <laughs> won the, the. only games that matter were beating Aquinas the two times. Pretty in the much.
0: Semis. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, also out in Kansas, uh, Olathe West, year number two. For T.G. O'Neil in yeah. that uh, that program, the Owls O W then O W L S right the uh, the the Green High School taking on another Green High School uh, Lawrence Free State. You think uh, and I, can, can West hang with the the Firebirds? This, this I don't early? know.
1: I mean they they graduated their quarterback um, and then some good t- players off that team last year that were seniors that didn't that, that played JV that first year, but. They've they've got a taste of playing bigger teams down the stretch last mm-hmm. year. Um, the, yes, they were on the other side of Mill Valley and Aquinas, so that helps you in the bracket. There's no doubt about that. But that's a that's a good young program, and and Coach O'Neill's a good guy. Um, came over from Mill Valley, and yeah. and so he really you know he's been a part of good things. New guy at uh, at Free State, but they've got Keenan Garber back at at quarterback. They always seem to have a quarterback yeah. at Free State. They've got the the big offensive lineman. Uh, as well and oh yeah name is Corcoran same... yeah Corcoran yeah uh, Going so, to Nebraska so they've got they've got some good players. Free State has been so close. It's been basically Free State and Derby on one side and then everybody else over here on yep. the other side so you know I I wanted them to get through there. For Lisher to get a state championship before, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't get past Derby, and there's nothing wrong with that. Derby's an outstanding program. Uh, Joel Appleby's cousin coaches yeah. down at Derby, and and they're pretty loaded. But I think it's going to be an interesting game. Last year it was 41 nothing. I don't think it'll be that. I think yeah. West will play them a little better.
0: Um, yeah, it's funny because Lawrence is over on the west side of the bracket now yeah. too, right? And and
1: I think if we the next you know the numbers will be out here in a month or so because they come out in October. I wouldn't be shocked to one see Mill Valley up and Mill Valley in the West.
0: Really? Yeah. In, in 6A?
1: In 6A. If they go up to 6A. The, Even
0: the West is farther I, west of them? Well, I guess there's, they'd still be in 5A. I
1: think, yeah, well, the West might be up, too. I'm not sure which one, but I've heard it's Mill Valley is the one that would go.
0: Over, like, Olathe Northwest? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <Mill Valley's up. laughs> I'll take that, Smell Valley, Dad. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, it's a little bit of a travel. I mean, you spend spend some get some highway time. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll take.
0: A, hey, will take on a Garden City though over a Blue Valley. How about that in, in the playoffs?
1: Uh, the Blue Valley is a team that you know five and five last year, really looking to take a step yeah. forward. They got Aquinas the first week.
0: You know, <laughs> Read nothing into those records on the east side of those 6-8 eight, eight teams. Uh, and finally, on the uh, Kansas side, Piper. And Eudora, another uh, another Mill Valley coaching product, uh, leading the Pirates and taking on a Eudora squad that's usually pretty good.
1: Yeah, they they've struggled the last few years. Only had one win. Sean Hayden's first year at Eudora, uh, but his brother has moved in. He's a big time tight end, athletic kid.
0: Uh, the he, coach's brother?
1: Yeah, his brother. He's he's, I think he he said in the interview that. Uh, he basically went to college when his brother was like born. Like there's, oh, a, wow. there's that okay, big yeah. of a gap, and so his brother moved in from Western Camp Chapman, maybe. Yeah, um, where where they were before, and he's going to play a senior year at Edora, and and I think it's a little bit better competition, a little bit better. Chance for coaches, you know. He yeah. he said in the interview that I saw that, you know, where he was living, the coach had to really want to get out there. But yeah. if a coach is in Kansas City, you know, seeing everybody else, he can stop off at Eudora right. and see a game. But I think they're going to be improved. Their numbers are up, and like I said, Eudora was not that long ago removed to back-to-back state championship games. Um, Piper has been a team that five and five is maybe a rough season for them. They've had some seasons where they were winning seven, eight, nine games going deep. Rick Pollard's got. A really good tailback. They've got some good linemen. Um, so they've that's a team to keep an eye on. That the, the frontier league is really tough. You still have Lewisburg and Paola and, and those schools. And you see teams, you know, and and Bonner I think can be a little bit better this year. But when you add Bonner and Piper, they took Desoto out, and the Desoto was really good. Yeah. yeah. But Desoto was getting too big for that league. They were going five A, and and who knows how long before that one they'll be um, moving up as well. But. It, I think this Piper Udore game is a is a really good microcosm of what that league's gonna be. You've got some teams who were at the bottom last year who are getting better mm-hmm. against some of the teams that were in the middle who are looking to get better and it's a it's a good test. That's why I kinda liked it as a big three game to start the season off.
0: Uh yeah, I like it as well. Um we'll get to the Missouri uh, big three here in a moment, but let's run down the Kansas conferences like we yes. did last week for the Missouri conferences and the suburban conferences. Let's start with uh let's start with the EKL. Uh usually the power conference in uh in in all of Kansas. It's been I guess won by Aquinas last year. They yes. got over the hump and winning a, a state title. And then uh, they beat Miege and took down all the uh, the big – were they undefeated? I think they were undefeated, right?
1: Uh, had a Miege had lost to Rockers. No, I'm, I'm sorry, talking about got...
0: Aquinas. Oh, Aquinas. So, no, they were undefeated. Aquinas was undefeated. undefeated. Will they be the toast of the EKL once again this year?
1: I think it's going to – I think it could be a, a three- or four-team race. Um, I think Aquinas is still loaded, and I would put them the favorite. They're the champions, so I'm going to keep them up there. Miege will be in the mix. Blue Valley is going to be better. Mill Valley is going to be better. So I mean, it's. I think it goes four deep. Blue Valley North, with a little bit of inexperience, is probably yep. right there. You know, and uh, the middle is the middle is good. Yeah. I mean, it, there was a time where it was like the top three.
0: I mean, Blue Valley West and Blue Valley is West a good, is Saint a good James team. are going to be good. teams Saint James, as well,
1: Saint James won one game in the regular season last year and then won like two in
0: the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they were close though in so many of them. And they yeah. have their quarterback back. He's kind of nursing a knee right now, um, but hopefully he's back by week two or three. Yeah, but they've they got some size and they got some they got some athletes as well. Yeah, I know if it's you you can you can you can be at the bottom of the EKL yeah, and still, the, still be a team that does something to come play off. I, I know Blue Valley Southwest
1: struggled last year. They've they've had a hard time finding a quarterback They had a kid who played as a sophomore a couple years ago who looked really good and then he decided he wanted to focus on baseball and so mm-hmm. he didn't come back. He'd have been a senior this year. And that, that hurts when you've got a kid who's developed and in your system. that's the one school that right now has had its struggles. Anthony Orks a fantastic coach. I mean, he he did a great job at Spring Hill and um had that and had success with Blue Valley Southwest and we'll see we'll see how they are, but you know, Blue Valley West has gotten better under Josh Corganmeyer and they're they're kind of turning around a little bit there and their numbers are up, which says a lot right there. Blue Valley was 5 and 5 last year. Um they've got an outstanding quarterback in that thing's Jack Wolf is his name and and he's one to keep an eye on. There's a lot of people talking about him, but you you get into the Blue Valley Aquinas Miege, yeah. Mill Valley. I mean, the Mill Valley, I think um, the, the, that's a team that just Joel Appleby just they they don't care about I mean that not that they don't care about losses but they know they're going to get them yeah. they just get ready for the
0: end of the yeah, year get you ready for the uh, the playoffs and that is a team loaded with juniors and will definitely be a t- contender uh, for the most part uh, come next season alright uh, the Sunflower League we've got your Shiny Mission Easts we've got your uh, Little Latham North yep. um, who else are we looking at in that uh, conference
1: well, free state's been there the last free few years. States. I mean, the the Sunflower League has gone and now. There's 13 teams, uh, and Gardner came into the mix last year and had an outstanding year when I'm um, you know undefeated in the regular
0: season. There'll be a 14th in next year as Mill Valley yes, goes as over Mill Valley too.
1: goes in because that's what the Sunflower League needs is more teams, more teams. Um, but it it there for a long time when we started Preps KC, it had been a very top heavy league, two or three teams at the top, and then a big drop. Not yeah. really a middle class, but in the last few years there has been a middle class. The Shawnee Mission schools in the last few years, have really taken some big step forward. Shawnee Mission South, which I can remember when they – I covered a game at, at their place, and they were playing Olathe North maybe, and it looked like they had 45 kids mm-hmm. on the sideline. They have 40 freshmen this year. Good. So their numbers are up. They look like a 6 football team, which they didn't five or six years ago. And part of that's just population, um, because the coach they had before, Ryan Lonergan, told me they had a whole class that was coming in that was like 65% girls. Really? (laughs) So they were already on the short end, and they they were small there for a while. They've redistricted to get their size back up because they were looking at going to 5A there for a while because it's just the the nature of things. Shawnee Mission Northwest is better. Shawnee Mission North under Zach Rampey is getting better. Um, Shawnee Mission West was over last year, but the last time I checked, Tim Callahan's got a state championship. So I think that they know what they're doing. So the the Shawnee Mission Schools, and of course, Shawnee Mission East uh, has been very good, no matter who's Mm coached them. And so, and Jeremy Hoover's there now. But the Shawnee Mission schools are a lot better. The the Olathe schools had taken a step back for a while. Olathe North wasn't very good. But Olathe North, Olathe South are are doing pretty well. Olathe West came in right out of the uh, gate and had some success. Um, I know Olathe Northwest is in the second uh, year under Aaron Hafner coming in. That's a a school that's still still kind of trying to find their way and get those big wins. Mm -hmm. But that's that's what it is. And and you've got Gardner. uh, Lawrence has... Uh, Steve Rampy coaching, so you know they're going to get things turned around there. So there, there's a much more middle class in the Sunflower League, which is good because a lot of times the problem that the Sunflower League teams, the good Sunflower League teams would run into is they'd roll through their league, and then they'd run into a Blue Valley. So
0: last year with uh, Gardner-Edgerton, right? Yeah, and yeah. they'd
1: roll, roll through their league, and then they'd get, get into it with a Blue Valley or Blue Valley North who's just battle-tested, Yeah, and they'd, and they'd come up short. And I mean, that being said, Olathe North, that, that they were a hair's breadth away of going to the state championship game last year, and they look like they could be that good again yep.
0: this year. Um, so, what about the uh, run these down here? KCAL, the Frontier, the old KVL. What's that called down? The, the United the Kansas United Conference. The United Kansas, which Kansas a little, Conference. A little bit of
1: everything. We'll start with the UKC. Um, that's got DeSoto in there with. A Baser, Linwood, and Lansing, Leavenworth came over from the Sunflower League, Shawnee Heights, and Turner. Tongi in that, and no, Tongi's down in the Frontier. Okay, they're Frontier. So they went, okay. they went Frontier.
0: Bonner's Frontier,
1: Bonner's Frontier. Yeah. Okay. And the UKC really is a nice 5A group of teams. Baser's a 4A school, but I think in, in no, time no. they'll they'll be in 5A. They're growing like crazy, so the, it's a really good league. And I talked to those coaches, you know, like the guys who are at Leavenworth and Lansing. You know, especially like Leavenworth going through some of the grind they had to go through with the Sunflower League. This is a better chance for them to compete against yep. schools that yep. they're gonna see in the playoffs. Um and so Basers, you know, Baser's competed with all of them the last few years. Rod has done a fantastic job there. Uh, they they graduated some really good players mm-hmm. off that team. Jace Friesen's a stud. He's k State. Um I'm I'm a big fan of Jace Friesen, got to know him during the Simone Awards and well spoken, you know, just a, a great kid who's a really good football player. Um so they you know they may they may take a step back. Lansing, uh, Dylan Doc Brown, who was on um, Jeff Gurley's staff when they wanted it all Olathe the South. He's the head coach up there and at Lansing, and they're getting better. Um, so there's uh, you know Turner is is fights their numbers, but but they're you know getting a home stadium in a year, so there's excitement around mm-hmm. that program. DeSoto is good. I mean yeah. uh, Brian King, their coach, man, they're that's a t- that's a big tough physical option team and then Shawnee Heights has had some times in the last 10 years where they've been pretty good too so it's a pretty bounce league I like the UQC I think it's good for all those schools
0: who's the best team in it DeSoto
1: I'm gonna say DeSoto this year um I think that they're probably with
0: Western Shawnee and (laughs) Eastern DeSoto okay I Uh, love how I love it's a DeSoto school district I know
1: I love how the DeSoto school district basically is like two school districts that just meet
0: that are under the same under the same budget the high schools are not close
1: no Mill Valley, it's like you're two totally different things. It's a weird – I yeah. mean, Blue Springs and Blue Springs South, they're all still in Blue Springs. But,
0: That's true, yes. <laughs> but Same and, and, yeah
1: and Mill Valley are like two totally different entities.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh, what about the K-Cal? Who's going to win that this year? Well,
1: you know, Atchison has – there for a while, Atchison was kind of owning that league. Uh, then Schlegel the last few years has stepped up, but they've got another new coach. Um, Pat Hansen stepped down. So that they've had a kind of a rotating um, part of, of of their coaches. New coach at Washington, too. Um Sumner and Andrew, Andrew Wright's there. He's got a team that's got a really athletic, good quarterback, but they're kind of young. I, I think that I think that if Atchison, it's probably Atchison and Schlegel in that league, and and I think that um, one of those teams will probably step out. Now Schlegel has rolled through and gotten a number one seed last year, and they won a playoff game, and then they and then they were able to go, on and then they lost in the next round. It's tough for those those KCal schools, those KCK schools, and like the Kansas City Missouri schools. You know, when they step outside of their league, yeah. it's just, it's different numbers. It's just, I mean, it's a yep. different thing. And it's not like they're not, you know, talent. There's, it's not a talent there. It's just when you're going up against, I think they, when they played St. James, Sligo played St. James in the playoffs, they had like 30 kids on the sideline. Mm-hmm. St. James had like 70. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're just, you're different worn down at the end but it, it, the But it's, the league has gotten better in the last 10 years that we've been doing yeah. this. And that's good to see.
0: Uh, it is good to see. And finally, Frontier League.
1: If you like if you like the the way that they play in the EKL in terms of throwing the ball around and it's yeah. a grind every week. If you like running the ball, it's oh, the same it's thing. The the out there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same. SEC
0: thing. to Big Twelve. Yeah,
1: I mean Paola, Lewisburg, we talked about Piper, um, Bonner Springs, Tonganoxie, uh, Al Troyer, their coach. When they've got a good senior class, they're good. Yeah, I mean that's what they've done, and uh, so there's a there's a lot of good football. You know, when Tim Grunhard was coaching at Miege, he said he had like he had he had to coach for two different seasons. Because they would play all these EKL uh-huh. teams and then turn right around and yeah. play all these option teams. And he goes, If you weren't ready, man, they'd yeah. smack you in the mouth. Yep. So he goes, A lot of times assume that first quarter of a game against yeah. a Frontier League team to get it going.
0: That's right. All right, uh, Missouri, Big Three, the Remax Big Three from PrepsKC.com this week. We're going to start with this. I mean, this is the layup Rockhurst, <laughs> Blue Springs. It, has it been a Remax Big Three every single year you've done the Remax I, Big Three? I
1: think it has. Of I think there was it once or twice it wasn't. I think there's, I think well, I have not
0: sleeping on the job.
1: Well, no, I think there was some years where there was either some really great games that week. There were a couple of
0: years where Rockers lost some, lost some games like to Web City. Yeah. And some others. I, so maybe they weren't. It was, late, when it was
1: later in the season. Sometimes it's back to, they like having it. Yeah. Both those coaches love having yeah. it. Like in the they, they're, I remember 15, 16, almost 20 years ago for like four or five years straight. It was the first game of the season. And that's yeah. back when they were trading state championships, and so it was, it and was, it was the
0: first game of two that they would play. Yes, they usually played last
1: year. They played two, and and Rockers won both of them last year.
0: Yeah. Um. So, who do you like in this one?
1: I kind of like Blue Springs. Is it at Blue Springs? It's at Blue Springs. Um. Dom Haskins, their their quarterback, had a really good game for them. Three touchdowns. Their offense is a little more dynamic than it's been the last couple of years. Uh, they really struggled with the quarterback, and they really ran the ball and tried to play defense. This year, I think they've got they've got good receivers. Yeah. Stefan Black, who was an outstanding defensive back for them, is now carrying the ball. For, I mean, unbelievable athlete. Uh, and he's kind of playing both sides of the ball. So I, I like Blue Springs just because they're athletic. But, if, I mean – they can't play from behind because Rock. Once they get up on you, they don't
0: just take the air out of the they ball. They take
1: the air out of the ball. So yeah. I, I think Blue Springs gets it done. They've lost a few in a row to them. So I think that this is definitely one they need to get.
0: Uh, there's a couple just uh, really, really dicey games. They're really, really you know, games that make you salivate here in week two on the Missouri side. Rock Blue Springs just a just a war each and every year. And then Carney Staley. What a what a what a matchup there in week two.
1: Well, and and this is a, the twelfth time they played, and my math is correct. Um, it's six to five Staley, but Staley's really? won the last three. It started out when they were uh, both in Class Four. When Staley opened, they were playing like twice a year, and Staley Staley won once. The first year, Carney beat him twice. The next year, Staley beat him in the regular season. Then Carney knocked him out of the playoffs yeah. again, and it kind of started like that. I and mean, when you play a team four years, four times in two years, it's like an instant the rivalry yeah, thing. and yeah, they, there was a couple you years they there was a couple years when Staley moved out of the league that they didn't play each other but now it's back in the rotation i think both yeah. schools want to play it as much as they can uh and next year if Staley doesn't go to 6 with the way they're doing the classifications and having yeah. 64 teams in five carney's got, they're going they're going to be in the same thing they're probably gonna be in the same district yeah. so it that's a good one i Staley i think that they're breaking in a new quarterback and and they got going against truman they got off to a slow start but they really got going against truman uh i was impressed with the way carney um, just got better as the game went on against Harrisonville. They got a good yeah. win. I think Carney's got a really good shot to kind of end that losing streak.
0: Okay, we'll see. And this one, uh, the final one, is kind of intriguing to me. Center taking on St. Joe Lafayette. Why did that squeeze its way into the Big Three status? Well,
1: I like it when teams of different classes play each other. Um, so it's center, center three, yeah, centers in three. Um, What's Lafayette in four? Last year, this was a, a, a seven-point game, twenty to thirteen. Lafayette won. Lafayette has got some good. They always have good athletes, um, and they really. This year, I think that they, they are in a position to do some good things. Um, along with Maryville, they're probably the favorites in that yeah. Midland Empire Conference. There's always a lot of good athletes in this game. I don't know if Center quite has the talent they've had yeah. in the past because they've had some really good football players. Absolutely. But both these teams didn't find out. I don't know what they found out about themselves in week one. Lafayette beat Clinton fifty three to nothing and Center beat Kansas City Central fifty nine to nothing. Right. So this is really a, I mean, it's almost like that was a scrimmage and now we're gonna sure. play a game. So I, I think it'll it'll be interesting to see how each of them do. Lafayette I think has just a few more numbers than Senator does, but Senator Brian DeLong and his staff do a fantastic job.
0: Love me some Brian DeLong. All right, that's it for Snap, Tackle, and Pod. Uh, Week one in the books for Missouri. Week two coming up. Kansas getting started on Friday night as well. Should be a fun one. Check out PrepsKC.com as well as 41 Action News for all the highlights you will ever want, all the scores. Literally all the scores. Our ticker was kind of slow last time. We're going we're gonna to take crack the whip, you know, get it going a little <laughs> bit faster, you know, do some speed and agility drills with the, qu- the ticker this week, and uh, hopefully we'll get in all the scores for you on Friday night at uh, 10 o'clock. Sound like a plan?
1: Yeah, it's a good time. It was, it was fun seeing it last week, and uh, I'm excited about the Kansas schools joining in this week.
0: All right, we'll see you next time, next week, right here on Snap Tackle Pod.